Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick with a special episode, a short on the tiebreakers for the AFC North. We have an old friend of the show, Dirk Schwenk. Hasn't been on in a while, but good to talk to you again, Dirk. I, it's, it's good to be here. It's good to have a Raven season where we're like winning and good, doing good things and we can think about, you know, worry about whether we're going to win the division or such. That's, uh, is, I'm, I'm happy about that. It's, it's a nice spot to be in. And I tell you what, with Lamar Jackson on the sideline still lying down there for – had to be close to a minute it certainly felt that long at least maybe it was even longer uh after that uh, tackle by wilson it did not feel like we were in a better place than no that position. was that was terrifying and I, and you know on the flip side of that too you think about what you know, um what has happened to cincinnati and the browns having lost their quarterbacks in the you know back-to-back weeks against us is i mean it, it felt like a big deal at the time but that is huge huge in the, the sort of the run out of the last six games here. Enormous. And and uh, just today, of course, Joe Flacco signed uh, to the Browns practice squad. Uh, Browns fans seem to believe that he will, the trigger finger will be very quick on moving to him. I don't think PJ Walker will be back uh, leading the Browns. Uh, the fact that Dorian Thompson Robinson got the start, I think uh, signaled the end of his tenure as, as a, as one of the choices. But uh, Flacco probably will be a practice squad elevation as early as this week and could be the starter perhaps as early as next week, possibly even this week. And it seems a little strange that you you sit Dorian Thompson Robinson down the week after he became the starter. But and he he won. And he won. Yeah. And won an important game versus a divisional rival that the Ravens may wish in the end that he didn't win, but uh, I know. Still- well, we almost had a tie in that game. It was tied at 13, you know, 13 mm-hmm. all with what, like four minutes to go or something. And that would have been the, I mean, talk about the tiebreaker scenario. That would have been the perfect, that's what I was rooting for. <laughs> it would have thrown all the tiebreakers into um, out the window, basically, except for the division record tiebreaker. And that still could have been a problem for the Ravens. So, uh, yes, it might have worked out. It might have not. It, well, exactly. okay, maybe, maybe. I mean, and this is the ridiculous thing about talking about tiebreakers in week, uh, you know, NFL Week Eleven, which uh-huh. is, you know, it, it, we can talk about tiebreakers if everybody wins out, which nobody can because every, where there's you know common games here. But you know, essentially, winning is the answer to stupid tiebreaker talking. You know, in, in November. <laughs> that is well, let's not let's not berate our own episode here, Dirk. But we'll <laughs> we'll have this conversation and. Um, I, I'll I'll take the the uh, the the flip side of that coin and say that that um, look you say whatever you want about how stupid it is to talk about tiebreakers early tiebreakers matter and um, it, there's no point in wait and see being the answer for every tiebreaker because we can always wait and see till the end of the week 18 games and then you can just wait right. to be told who's in the playoffs and and not care That's this right. is for the people who do care 
I know, I know. And I do care too. So I was actually, it was actually a fun exercise to go through this. I was actually just poo-pooing one of my buddies who's a Steelers fan. He was talking tiebreakers and how they had some path to winning. This was, I think, last week before they lost the Browns. But And I was like, come, <laughs> come on. But, but here we are. I'm happy to talk about tiebreakers. Let's do yeah. it. Let's do it. So anyway, first thing to do is is we're, we're going to talk about a, a fairly limited set of tiebreakers here. So we're only talking about division tiebreakers, and we're only talking about two-way ties because it gets more complex with three-way ties, and, and I'm, I'm not prepared to have that discussion yet. If it continues, we will have that discussion. And I'm only going to talk about the first four tiebreakers at present, which are all very determinable. And we want to go through what those are. Let's have that be the first day. So I know you know these very well, Dirk. You've done all the same research. Take us through those first tie, four tiebreakers in order. All right. So head-to-head win is number one. And so in just, you know, within the division, that obviously is crucial right now. We've already put the Bengals behind us. We have the Steelers yet to play. So that's undecided. But we lost the first one. The best we can do is go one-on-one with them. Mm-hmm. And Cleveland, we split already. So the except for Cincinnati, everything is kind of up in the air with respect to the first category. Right. Um, and we'll go through these by team. I just, I kind of want to describe what the tiebreakers are. So the division games, that second tiebreaker, uh, right. one that it often comes down to and one we, you know, we were just talking about in the, in the production meeting might've been a, uh, you know, really flip things around if there'd been a tie in that game. Yeah, that so that would I mean that that a tie really throws out divisional records because then everybody has one you know a half less win, and two people have it. And so if you can you know if you the Ravens you know for that all, all my discussion is from perspective of Ravens, so yep. just put book that. But yeah, you know a half a loss on everybody else is a beautiful thing, and so that would have been perfect if Steelers and Cleveland had tied right there. To my mind, that would have been a half less win they could possibly get. If we can do our, you know, finish our business, we're going to be set. Um, but right now, Ravens are three and two in the division. Browns are three and two in the division, and Steelers are two and one in the division, and yet have face us and and Cincy yet. So, right. So the difficulty for the Ravens was they really needed the Steelers to get one additional full loss within the division to regain control of their own destiny, kind of against the Steelers. Right. So that 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 was a not sure thing to happen. The Steelers have a very easy schedule the rest of the way. So do the Browns, for that matter. So, uh, you know, it's not something that you wanted to leave hanging, especially since the Steelers have seemed to have a Houdini-esque ability to get out of uh, close fourth quarter games. I, I I agree with you. I mean, obviously, Steelers have that knack, and they've got a Hall of Fame coach to prove it who's done it over and over and against us more times than either you or I wish to think about or count. Um, but I... I'll say this. I don't know that I agree that the Steelers have a super easy run out here. They do have the Patriots, and the Patriots are terrible and appear to be tanking. So, yes, they have them. But they've got the Colts, Seahawks, and Cardinals. Um, Cardinals look a little, you know, they, they're they bad. But, I mean, they look like they have a little more life. And, I, you know, I don't know. But Colts and Seahawks are for real. I, um, so, they only have – I mean, maybe I'm, I'm jumping to common games here, too, slightly. But they only have wins – against in terms of common opponents we don't have the raiders they've, they've got a win over the rams who we face soon um but they've lost us to the niners texas and texas and jags um and then they've got cardinals colts and seahawks to face so i i'm 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 not with you that it's quite as easy as maybe everybody says it is but that's a real defense even if their offense is horrible mm-hmm. yep yep and that kind of got that 
talk will go for both of those teams. Um, that uh, uh, one of the one, one of my fears is just that Joe Flacco is going to go into play for the Browns and be the great game game manager that he was with the Ravens in from 08 to 12, for example, or, or even longer than that, if you want to pick some additional years to that the Ravens were good and be a guy who can, who can guide that team to the playoffs by not making a bunch of big mistakes. Uh, he probably cannot do that anymore, <laughs> but I still have that fear. I have that. I mean, I think that's a perfectly f- valid fear. And I, uh, I mean, we, we know what Flacco can do. What, Flacco was was in, at least in my mind quite diminished by the time LJ took over. By the you know mm-hmm. while he was on the the Jets, his you know we we didn't see any part of that 2012 game breaking chuck the ball you know sort of Flacco in those years. It, to me, it, it wasn't really so much that he lost his physical gifts, but he but he seemed to lose his ability to see the field sort of in a three dimensional way, and so he just he seemed so careful all the time, but. But I, but you know, but could he turn it on for four games and and be a real trouble to to us? Yes, yes, he could. One of the interesting things was looking at the Browns put out a promo, you know, with with Joe Flacco in a Jets uniform and say, you know, Joe Flacco's been officially signed to the to the Browns practice squad, and I'm thinking, if you really want to evoke Joe Flacco and you know trace out your pentagram there in Cleveland for <laughs> summoning this guy. You better as well, might as well put him in a Ravens uniform. I know that has its own problems for Browns fans, seeing right. something like that. Right. So they, they probably do, wouldn't want that and had to walk a fine line, but wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if they actually discussed exactly that. Should we show him in a Ravens uniform or should we show him in a Browns I, uniform? And um, they, they should have had that discussion. <laughs> I, I don't know what, I don't know what the right answer is, but it would have been, it would, but it would have been an even bigger gut punch. If he was in a Ravens uniform, now yeah. I, that would have hurt my feelings. Yeah, well, it's, it's uh, it would be uh, would be not what we want. Okay, so we're going to go over for each team what the common opponent tiebreaker is down when we go team by team. Okay, now, the the fourth tiebreaker is then. Uh, I think we're on third, which is common games, or do we already? Okay, we didn't that? say we didn't talk about common opponents. Yes, you're right. right. We didn't. Okay, so, so common opponents. So common opponents, and this is the one we we talked a little bit, you know, earlier too. It's there's so many moving parts and common opponents that if you don't really have a you know a spreadsheet or some sort of you know calculating machine and there is I, f- I found one on ESPN but it didn't work like it it, it went to some dead page or something so um, so I look you looked at loss I don't know what you looked at you looked so at I'll, I'll explain <laughs> tell me what you looked at I looked at actual common opponents and I'll say here's here's a little view into the future so the, there are there are divisional teams have 14 opponents that are common that are not head to head. Um, and they have three uncommon opponents. So if you want to win the common opponent tiebreaker, you need to lose the uncommon opponent tiebreaker. If you want to think of that. So all you really need to look at is those three games for the teams that they don't have in common. And you want a worse. It is the same number of wins. There you go. So you're starting, everybody has the same number of wins. You want to lose the common opponent to uncommon opponent tiebreaker. Then you win the common opponent tiebreaker. Assuming you have the same number of wins. Gotcha. All right. Yes. Okay. Now I can understand. I can follow that. Let me go back and let me look at your, let me, let me look at your crazy. So we'll, we'll talk about that for each team, but basically we're going to tell you, this is part of this is also teaching a little shortcut on how to, how to look at that common opponent tiebreaker, which it, it appears is very likely to decide the AFC North if there is a tie. 
Now it could, I, it, I it might happen that. otherwise, but it looks like there's a good chance that that's what determines it. Yeah, we can talk about the other categories too, just a little bit. But this is the one. I yeah. I, I, I would think this is the one. And then number four. Uh, so four is conference record. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I don't know if I ran – I've got conference record up here right now, but I, I don't have any comments on that. But strength of victory, I think strength of victory is your Fifth. your yep. points against, you know, teams you won against. And Ravens are doing great in that category. And strength of schedule, which comes later, all of, all of the AFC North is the top four of strength of schedule right now, and Ravens are winning it at the moment. So, yep. so I'm and- totally – this is – common games is where we're going to – where this is going to happen. All right. So let's go down through each of the teams that the Ravens might tie with. We're going to start with the easiest of all first, which is the Cincinnati Bengals. They've already clinched the head to head. So there will be no further discussion of tiebreakers with this group. Any, any other comments about that, about the likelihood, but I want to handicap that for me, the likelihood of the Bengals writing their ship somehow finishing well, with enough wins to tie, tie the Ravens. We, I mean, we talked about this. I mean, that, so this is why that Bengals game was so hugely important. So we got the tie, we got that tiebreaker plus a win. They got a loss. We Joe Burrow is now on the sidelines for the season, which is, I mean, is a huge loss for that that team. I don't. I mean, he's the most important player on that team, and it's not even close. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they can, you know, string together some wins. They got, you know, there it's a decent it's a decent team even without Burrow. Maybe they can string some, but I, I to me they just they dropped off the the list with that loss. Okay, well that's where I am too. And of course, when we're doing a tiebreaker show, it's not all just about opinion, but we're gonna we can't help handicapping some things as we go. Uh, let's move on now to the Cleveland Browns, who are the in pretty damn good position right now. Because the one thing about Cleveland is if they win all their games, they control their own destiny. The Ravens cannot catch them. So uh, that's a uncomfortable position for the Ravens to be in. They need help to win the AFC North. I saw that. Now, why right now they're two? We're both three and two. Do they not have? An, they must. They played Cincinnati again, right? Yeah, they play Cincinnati again. They win. We'll get to this as the I guess last. If they thing. beat Cincinnati, then they then they have it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, it actually would go down to conference records. So they'll either win it. If they win all their remaining games, they either win the division outright, or even if the Ravens win all their games, then they win the win it by conference games. And uh, we'll, we'll go, we'll go quickly through those if, okay. if we're good with that. So they're tied with the Browns in the head to head. Right. Okay. And they've each, they've each got one game and that's, that's already done. If the Ravens have everything essentially riding on their week 18 game against the Steelers. So what I did was to look at the tiebreakers basically under the condition that the Ravens win that game. If they lose it, um, they're likely to lose any tiebreaker to the Browns. But I've I've been starting kind of with that assumption. So what what would that mean? Well, if the Ravens go four and two within a division by winning that game, four and two would ensure them then no worse than a tie for the division record. Um, the, and, and they would actually win it if the Browns lose to Cincinnati in week 18. Now, there are other combinations that might get it done for the Ravens. They might be able to lose that game, have the Browns lose against Cincinnati, which would have to happen then, and have other combination of games work out. Honestly, those are very, very unlikely. 
relative to the chance of the Ravens winning that Week 18 game and having other um, Tetris pieces fall into place. I would much prefer that the Ravens win Week 18 against the Steelers. Well, that's a, that's <laughs> I'm a, with you. That's a bold, bold plan, Cotton. I, I, uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm planning to go to that game, and I would very much like to come out with a victory in that game. Yeah, that's without that, it's very difficult. And obviously, I mean, I think Browns are distinctly better than Cincinnati right now. And so I'm with you on that aspect of it, too. All right. Uh, so anyway, they can they can against the Browns. The, the really nice backdoor way to or the way to decide it easily early is if the Browns lose to Cincinnati in week 18. So that could be going on at, at, at the same time because those games will be played at the same time are those as they always games? do in week 18. So are those are both night games. They, no, they'll be they'll be both at the same time of day, usually at four o'clock or possibly at one o'clock, depending on how the um, uh, patterns are in the AFC. But they don't use different times for games because of the risk of uh, teams having scheduling advantages that would give right. them knowledge early. So Too much knowledge, yeah. yeah, or take or deflate the interest in a game because it's already been, you know. Yeah, that's that, that too. Yeah, good point. I uh, know they they also don't want to have a no game that can be played at one o'clock. Because of that, but they, what they can have is their meaningless non-playoff implication games can be played at one o'clock, which really hurts the TV ratings. But they but they might have to do it um, anyway. They've 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 got that uh, to look forward to. So those games probably will be played at, almost certainly will be played at the same time. Uh, and and if uh, you know you have a, a a Ravens win and a Cincinnati win, you could have the the Ravens winning the tiebreaker that way. I think that's actually kind of unlikely. Obviously, if the Browns have something to play for and Cincinnati likely won't, um, that's when games get really ugly in terms of spreads and likelihood of winning. Yeah. And so a, a high leverage game like that, the Browns probably will not find a way to lose. And we go on to then tiebreaker number three in that case. Now, I'm, I'm going to explain this one. I hope that's okay, Dirk. And then yeah, yeah, ask, ask any questions that you will here. But again, the, the way to figure out a common opponent tiebreaker is to look at the uncommon games. So this is best right. learned by example. The Ravens uh, have three uncommon games from the Browns. So the Ravens' three uncommon opponents are Detroit, the L.A. Chargers, and Miami. So the Browns don't play those teams. The Browns' uncommon opponents are Chicago, Denver, and the New York Jets. Now, incredibly, the Ravens are 1-0 currently in that three-team group by beating Detroit, which seems like a great thing. Hey, we beat Detroit. For the purposes of this, you'd have rather <laughs> lost that game because right. you want to lose this uncommon opponent tiebreaker. To win the common opponent tiebreaker, did I explain that well enough? That it's you did. No, that makes that makes perfect sense. It made no sense to me when I read your outline. So uh, it makes much better sense now. Um, and looking ahead at the Browns, this is kind of. I mean, I, you know, there's NFL games are never a cakewalk, but their their potential here: Ch- Chicago, Denver, New Jersey, and the Jets. Those are those aren't exactly dominant teams. Although Denver's been coming on, they're not out mm-hmm. of this thing by any stretch. I mean, the Jets aren't out of out of this entirely either. But um, but they're certainly not dominant teams. So uh, I could see the Browns running that. I mean, the Browns are going to really need to run that. Honestly, yeah, that that's what I think is is if the Browns don't run that, then their chance to lose a game in the standings that's key to the Ravens is pretty high, or or even to lose out to the Steelers if they if they were to lose some of those games. So. If if those games are not if if one or more of those games at least if any more than one of those games is a loss for the Browns I think it would be very bad and 
I think it's probably more likely they do sweep. Um, the Ravens have a very good chance to lose to either Miami or the Chargers on the road. The Miami at home, the Chargers on the road, those are both going to be games where they're probably favored by about three points in each one. Um, and I'm just say, though, <laughs> beating the Chargers greatly helps our chances of uh, winning the conference and yes. or being the one seed. So let's not completely <laughs> forget where our energy lies. Yes, and beating Miami, very important for that, too, in terms of, yes. of uh, yeah. So anyway, really, really uh, important wins. So anyway, maybe it won't be determined by that. Maybe both teams will end up three and zero. Maybe both teams end up two and one. If that's the case, then common opponents will be tied and will move down to the next next tiebreaker, which is the conference games. And I, once again, I have to say this, and I know this is something not everybody likes, but we have to look at non-conference games is the easy way to determine who has the better conference record. And you can try and move around the people the pieces but you're looking like a parking lot puzzle if you try and do that with the conference games it's very right. very difficult to do you, you you examine the more limited set of games which actually determines it and you look at the non-conference games the ravens have each team has five now this year you play one division in its entirety and you play one other the 17th game of the year which is determined by playing one other division one team that finished with the same positioning as you did last year which in the ravens case is detroit in the Browns' case, is Chicago. Um, so the the non-conference games remain. The Ravens are currently three and zero in non-conference games. That's bad. They want to lose that tiebreaker, but they have two to play. One is San Francisco. The other is the LA Rams. The Browns are two and one with two to play. One against Chicago, and the other against the LA Rams. So you know, there's there's obviously no guarantee that they have the same outcome against the Rams, but the Ravens are not in a perfect position, certainly on that, but they do have the more difficult set of opponents remaining in non-conference games, which plays into their hands to when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details probable or to have a good chance to get that tiebreaker tied. Yeah. I okay. I I follow your logic. I dis I dislike anything that requires me to root for losses. Yeah. Even in non-conference games. Um but I can follow your logic. Right. And well, you, you still don't root for a loss, but we get to that San Francisco game which is on Christmas night. Yeah, and if it so happens the Ravens the Ravens already beaten the Rams, it just you you the, the San Francisco game will still have meaning for um, seeding within the conference for whether they're wild card or, or division winner, but it may have no meaning for the um, divisional outcome. 
Yeah. Although, I mean, so the Cleveland beat the Niners already. So that is a head-to-head, you know, common games opponent. Um, Steelers lost to the Niners. Um, so both of those, I mean, these are all common opponents, obviously. So those mm-hmm. things are potentially in play. Um, yeah. I, okay. I You're the math guy. I'm more <laughs> of a guy, more on my gut here. I'd have trouble with that. I will note, I'm looking at looking at back in the common games just for a second. Both Cleveland and Baltimore faced the Rams and the Jags, not not in back-to-back weeks, but but sort of um, staggered over three weeks. Those games in those common games potentially are also important. Both things that we have, you know, unknowns. And we're going to get, you know, get a real chance to look at both Cleveland and the Ravens against those opponents. Yeah, litmus tests for sure. The Ravens have a lot down the stretch. It's a tough schedule for the Ravens. Uh, I don't know about you. I kind of feel good about that in terms of of maybe not in terms of their chance of of winning the division, in terms of their chances to be really battle hardened when the playoffs begin. I think this is a this is a team that's ready to to do some damage. I, I agree with that. So the Baltimore has Chargers, Rams, Jags, Niners, Dolphins, and Steelers on the run out here. I think that's all their games. I don't know if I – I think that's all of them. Um, Chargers, it seems like we ought to be able to – Chargers and Rams, it seems like we ought to be able to push around a little bit. I hope. I mean, this is the NFL. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting ahead of myself. But, um, but yeah, I mean, f- for sure, the 49ers, Dolphins, and Steelers as the last three games of the season is a tough run. All teams that we expect are going to be all very good and in the hunt. Um, so, yeah, I, if they can come through that, you know, in, with four and two or something like that, I, they, they're going to be a, they're going to be a tough out. As long as LJ is standing up, <laughs> they're going to be a tough out. This is a real defense. This is a real offense. It's maybe the worst special teams we've seen for some period of time but it's still good mm-hmm. yeah i'm i'm uh i'm optimistic in terms of of what they bring to the field defensively for the playoffs and what i what i like that i've seen defensively out of the ravens so far is that every team that's playing them seems to be like it's playing them for the first time in terms of not knowing how to deal with a ravens team that for the first time ever is willing to let you run for some yards but isn't willing to let you pass yeah and it's, it's just very different from from Ravens teams historically and um, they are shockingly ahead of their all-time records for passing yards per play allowed they've only allowed 4.18 yards per pass while at the same time excluding kneels now they've averaged allowing 4.5 yards per rush so that's it's just a it's so inverted it's uh it'd be like having um, 10% short rates and 2% long rates are the other way around, either one. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's a big flip. I mean, and it's reflecting – that reflects to the entire makeup of the team, which is to say, mm-hmm. you know, when we expected to score 16 points on, you know, field goals from Matt Stover, you couldn't play that way. You know, this is a little bit of a different thing. You know, we can afford to let people try and run for four yards um, as long as the clock runs. Yeah, you, you, you just it's a, a lot of it. Yeah, it's the proclivity of the Ravens to score is certainly a big deal. And, and defense gets easier towards the red zone, but also teams make mistakes. So you turn the football over on a long drive. And what the Ravens are basically saying is, go ahead, play your low variance offense 
try and get four yards of throw and, and try and see if you can get some first downs out of that. We'll try and stop you. Uh, you, you have penalties. We'll still probably be able to stop you under those conditions. But if you, if we can't, if we can't stop you in getting some first downs, you still may turn the ball over to us before you get in the end zone. So it's, uh, it's a, it's very difficult to play offense against the Ravens the way they're constituted now. I I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm, I, I'm happy. And we still, you know, we got a few pieces on the sideline right now that may be back for the playoff run too. So it'd be nice to think that I, I I'm, I'm still hopeful that maybe we get some good news on Mark Andrews, but I'm, I'm not holding my breath on it. No, no, I don't, the, I don't think so. I, I, I try not to look at, I try not to look at replays of injuries, but I don't, I, the way he responded uh, did not look good to me. All right, let's finish up here. The Browns then, um, if they win all their games, basically we go through, they'd still be tied on head-to-head. They would be tied still in terms of division record. They'd actually be tied in terms of common opponent because the Ravens would have to win out and both teams would go 3-0 and against their uncommon opponents. And where the Ravens would lose is in the conference record because um, the, the Browns would end up one game better in terms of conference record. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, that means the Browns have their destiny in their own, their own hands, and the Ravens can't can't do anything about it if if they happen to win out. And of course, they don't play them again. Yeah, that that is the fact. I mean, and and this is, I mean, not to goof on <laughs> tiebreakers, but you know, this is the just wins part of the series. All of this goes washes out if we lose three and they win four. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they they have one more. They've already had their buy, so they've got one more game to play. Um, they've got to win their next game just to tie it. But still, it, the, these every game is important. All these wins are important. Um, it'd be nice to it'd be nice to catch the Chiefs. Although you know we were the one seed once before in this era, and it, it, that wasn't great. I don't think we can let that color our judgment here. You want that extra bye week, and, <laughs> and, and and we want we damn well want the AFC Championship game at home. I just I agree. I, I don't. I don't even want to think about that game being played in, in, in um, Kansas City yet again. No, the, I I agree. Kansas City is a very tough place to play, and it was. And how nice was it to see Baltimore really step up and we, you know, draw four or five penalties and some timeouts and things in this that Thursday night game. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that would be that would be nice. That was very cool. Okay, so we're we're done with the Browns. The Browns are in pretty good position against the Ravens, but certainly they they have multiple places where they could slip and and allow the tiebreaker to be lost. Uh, we'll move on to the Steelers here, who are not in as good a position because they're a game behind to start with. The head to head is um, the, is the Steelers' big chance to catch the Ravens if the if they win the January game against the um, Ravens, then they will win the head-to-head and win the tiebreaker. And that is their their big hope. If they lose that game, which we'll assume in the rest they do, because we don't even get to those tiebreakers if they don't lose that game, then um, it becomes more difficult for the Steelers. And it starts by being more difficult for the Steelers because they're two games back in the standings. So you've got to somehow play this little parking lot puzzle of games to try and figure out how they can do certain things and still win two more games than the Ravens. Yeah. They are they they would have a chance to um, lose the division record if the Ravens beat them in January. Still, if they lose either game at Cincinnati, so the Ravens can win the tiebreaker that way against the Steelers. If 
um, they lose either game. I, I honestly, I think this might be the least likely thing of all is to see this. The Steelers are playing two games against Cincinnati. They're going to be high leverage games. And to lose Pittsburgh. To lose yeah. one. Yeah. Could happen. It could happen. I mean, the Steelers' margin for error is low. I mean, they're an excellent team with a very, very tough defense, great coaching, all you know, all the fundamentals, all the mental toughness and fortitude and all that. But, I mean, they cannot reliably score the ball right now. I mean, maybe they can – they turned on their run game a little bit this weekend and maybe they can follow that up, but they don't look like they can score the ball. And it's hard to, it's hard to be sure. It's hard to have a sure thing if you can't score 15 points. Yeah, that's, that's certainly true. Um, if uh, so, anyway, they, the the Steelers could lose the division tiebreaker to the Ravens as as of right now. They cannot win that tiebreaker because they'd win the head to head first. So they cannot win that tiebreaker versus the Ravens. Um, move on to common opponents. Now the Ravens again need to lose the common opponent tiebreaker. Three different opponents. The Ravens play Detroit, uh, the, the Chargers, and Miami. Um, they are 1-0 against Detroit. The Steelers are already 2-0 in their common opponent games with Las Vegas and Green Bay down, and they still play New England. Now, New England's a nice, easy game for Pittsburgh, but if they win it, they run a, a very high risk of losing the common opponent tiebreaker to the Ravens, even if they happen to make up a game in the standings by the Ravens losing to Miami. So, it becomes almost impossible for the Steelers then to catch up. So we're rooting for Cincy. Steelers lose to Cincy and beat the Patriots. That's that's what you're well, telling. Are we really rooting for them for to beat the Patriots? <laughs> I don't know about that. It's. I think we, we might be, yeah. we might be right rooting for ties. <laughs> a tie, yeah, a tie could do it in this case. Um, in conference games, then um, the Ravens are currently three and zero with two to play. And the Steelers are currently two to two and one with two to play. The Steelers actually have their best chance to win a tiebreaker with the Ravens that is not head to head. Their best chance by far is head to head, but their second best chance would be in conference games. Whereas the Ravens dominate in the chance to win either uh, based on the division record or the common opponents. So uh, it's an interesting batch here. But the Steelers starting a game back and basically. Once you get past the head-to-head, I think their chance of beating the Ravens is slim and none and slims out of town for uh, uh, coming back two games and having to dodge some of the things that are happening, like not beating New England or beating New England and have the Ravens win out but still you know, gain another game on the standings on them in the in the common opponents. Right. just does not seem likely. It no. Does. Now, now that I'm looking at this, uh, it, it makes me, you know, now you're like, wow, maybe we, it's too bad Burroughs is out. You, you know, Burroughs he could help. there against the Steelers might have been some help to us. I mean, assuming we secured the, the win against them in, in the first round, but, um, but yeah. And so the interesting thing about this is the Steelers, as of right now, also hold their destiny in their own hands versus the Ravens. They do need the Browns to lose. Uh, either one game or two, and I don't know how many there is, but they need the Browns to to, to be taken out by some other teams because they're done with the Browns. But the Steelers do hold their destiny in their own hands versus the Ravens. If they win out, and that includes the win at, in Week 18 at Baltimore, there's nothing the Ravens can do to keep them down. And if you go to the message boards of these two teams, they're both talking about getting the number one seed. 
Steelers, can, Steelers and Browns. Yeah, in, in I, I can tell I can tell you from the Steelers fans that I know that they do they have not given up, <laughs> not a bit. Well, very uh, you know very reasonable kind of an interesting tiebreaker situation here uh, in terms of what we've got. I think if I had to bet, I think we will be seeing some January football in Baltimore. Not and not just that Steelers game, by the way. Hopefully, after that, um, yeah, that, that they'll uh, they'll actually be playing a home playoff game. But boy, it's awfully important for any chance the Ravens have to get to the Super Bowl to at least play that first game at home, and probably to get no worse than the two seed and play two games at home. Two seed would be nice. Then you're guaranteed a wild card game and the second game at home. Also, yeah, you don't face the Chiefs <laughs> until the conference championship. The the division winner playing a wild card team first week plays at home no matter what the records are, right? The all yes, all division winners play at home, all wild cards play on the road. Okay. Yeah. That's two versus seven. And the nice thing about this, by the way, it's different from other sports, is that the NFL automatically reseeds at each level of the playoffs, whereas baseball, for instance, that doesn't happen. You, right. you they, they set up the bracket and you, you play it through from that point. Right. In football, it, two, one plays, sorry, one, one sits out, two plays seven, and then the winners from that first week all go into a group of four that are reseeded. So one plays the lowest remaining seed and two plays the second lowest remaining seed. So, uh, you know, you're guaranteed a home game in that second week, but if you're, if you're, the one seed, you get a chance to play the seven seed possibly in the second week if they right. if they pull an upset. So right, some good chances. It's <sighs> <laughs> a lot to think about. You know, there are a lot of people who who will have that same reaction that you just had in listening to this. Um, thanks for listening, by the way. Really appreciate it always when when you do. I've got a loyal loyal group of listeners, but. Um, it's okay to have that reaction. Just understand that there's a lot of other people who really do want to go through the mental gymnastics of figuring out how this tiebreaker is going to play it yeah. because they go to sleep thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, if you're trying to decide where to put money on, you know, Cleveland yeah. versus Baltimore right now, this would be not the worst place to, you know, be thinking. Yeah. So you're, yeah, you want to bet on the AFC North winner. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which is a tough, <laughs> is a really, really tough call. I mean, I, I, I mean, as we established, Cleveland has the tiniest of edges at the moment, and the Steelers are, you know, just the tiniest bit behind. But this is still a, a race. Uh, have you looked at the Devoa playoff odds? The ones that are, I, I, I'm just gonna gonna we'll take a quick look at that. The Devoa playoff odds are always fun to look I, at. I, I meant to go and actually look at playoff odds. I looked at a bunch of percentages and some, you know, like. Who's going to end up with a first seed? And that, you know, yeah, all that's those it. Things depending. Um, I didn't look at the Devoe De ones, though. I, lo- I was looking on playoff status, which is sort of a playoff. Status. Okay. Sorry. But um, yeah, if, where, what is if, that? That is, uh, it's at, uh, on FTN. If you look up FTN playoff odds, it'll come up on the page that, that they send you to there. Okay. Uh, but I'll just, I'll, I'll just speak to it briefly. The Ravens right now, um, a 97.3% chance to make the playoffs. A 17.6% chance for the one seed, a 25.3% chance for the two seeds. So that's about 43% that they get one of the two seeds that they really, really want to have. Their chance to win the division is only at 61.8% now. That's down some from, I think, three weeks ago 
when this started. Obviously, Cleveland has done some good things during that time, including beating the beating the Ravens, which have reduced that division chance uh, significantly, and also a thirty five point five percent to get the wild card, which is you know not an insignificant possibility. The big thing the Ravens have going for them is they are the number one team as the former football outsiders, now FTN, uh, sees it in the entire NFL. They're, they're very slightly ahead of the, the 49ers in terms of something they call Dave, which is an adjusted DeVoa um, uh, that makes them really uh, an outstanding team at this point. Kansas City is behind them. Uh, the Eagles are significantly behind them. The Eagles, they don't like the Eagles very much at all with this uh, uh, by-play formula. Dallas is behind them. Detroit is behind them. So uh, uh, they do look very good in 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 a kind of you know in a power ranking that's based on Devoa. Right. Yeah. I um. That's that's the same. More or less the same percentages I had over here on what okay. I was looking at. That and definitely the Ravens. You know, so if if we have to go to some of the other. Um, conference tiebreakers, strength of schedule and strength of opponent, and all those kinds of things. We mm-hmm. are, Ravens are really, really good shape that way because the AFC North is so tough. Yeah, you're right. They've beaten they've beaten good teams in the North, particularly. So if they have to compare to a Jacksonville or something for for a strength of victory, they they look good there. And they've also beaten the Lions out of conference, who have the best record. And Seattle was a real win too. I mean, that team's yeah. that team's done some damage outside of Baltimore. It was a good it was definitely a very very good win there as well. So, uh anyway, I, I did want to say the Devoa has at one point the Ravens were at 23.4% to win the Super Bowl and were the the top um likelihood of doing so. They're down to 18.6% now. And and part of that is sharing the AFC with Kansas City, uh Miami, Jacksonville, um and and now Cleveland in terms of of teams that have a, a reasonable Super Bowl win percentage chance. So uh, even yeah. Pittsburgh is at 1.6%. Yeah, I, I ran. I started looking at Jacksonville for a little bit before we focused down on the, the uh, division here. But, yeah, Jacksonville is in really pretty good shape, too. They If they can go on a run here, they're, you know, they could compete for the number one seed, too. Yeah, it's it's not just Kansas City. That's absolutely for sure. So, uh, uh, you know, certainly a, a something to watch out for. Well, Dirk, always a pleasure to talk football yeah. with you, and uh, and always always pleasure to talk other things with you too. I uh, sure. have fun with that, and um, tell folks where they can talk football with you online, or or maybe read any work you have. Uh, I you can find me on Twitter at Dirk Schwenk, all one word, D I R K S C H W E N K. I'm a musician and a lawyer and a you know thinker and chatter on Twitter. So I talk about a lot of different things, including during the season Ravens, which I is the most fun part of Twitter for me, for sure. Um, but I'm, I'm also a lawyer, so you can find, I've got lawyer websites up. I'm also a musician. I've got some of those things up. You can kind of find me. If you if you can remember the name Dirk Schwank, you can find me. I'm the only one in North America. I, I'm, I'm looking at Dirk's uh, podcast office, whatever it might be, but he's got four guitars up and hanging on the wall in the background. So a couple I, Johnny I, Cash records, and uh, you know, a law degree. Where, where if I can point to it, I cannot. I'm no good a, at a lot yeah. of a lot of what you're saying, green. I it's so I got some Johnny Cash records and a law degree. That's that's what I got. Oh, okay, yeah. law degree, law degree. Okay, <laughs> yes. okay. Important stuff. All right. Wonderful. Well, Dirk, uh, thanks for joining us. Other folks out there um, who would like to be on a film study short, hit me up. DMs are always open on Twitter. You know how to do it. 
like and subscribe, please. If you're if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, you won't have Dirk's guitars in there. You'll just have a blank uh, uh, logo that you're looking at as you as you do that. But we appreciate you listening nonetheless. And if you feel so inclined, please write us a review. Uh, always appreciate uh, additional reviews from an incredibly loyal and engaged audience. And uh, I'm I'm always looking forward to hearing from you. If you want to drop me a DM on Twitter, thank Dirk, you, thank you, Ken. I really appreciate it. I read you every day, so. Uh, well, go out there and write a review, damn it, Dirk. I didn't know I should. Now I will. I gotta. I gotta do that. I'll, I'll go write a review. Thanks for joining us again, my friend. And we'll right, talk bye. to you next time See on you. the film study. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.